Jazz Show, London's best rock. FM 96. Tomorrow night at London Music Hall, Jim and I are hosting the Red Scarf Benefit Concert, raising money for regional HIV AIDS connection. It's going to be a great time. The Trues are performing. And on the phone, we've got John Angus McDonald from The Trues. Good morning. How you doing? Good morning to you guys. We're doing well. Where are we uh, contacting you this morning? I'm in Hamilton, which is uh, my latest adopted home. Uh, I've had many, uh, but we just were in the studio for the past couple days, uh, cutting a few uh, new songs uh, as we're getting ready for our next record. And then we're getting ready to go out on the weekend and play uh, play for all beautiful people. How's, uh, how's the new album coming? How are you feeling? Uh, I feel good. I think we're sitting on a lot of really good songs. I mean, our last release was a, a greatest hit of sorts. So we've been getting ready for this next full-length album for like coming on three years, uh, which is a big gap for us. So um, we've definitely amassed a lot of material to sort of parse and, and sort through. So I think we're I think we're sitting on a good one. Is it easier to write songs now that you've been doing it for so long, or was it easier when you were you know just starting out because you maybe had more ideas that you hadn't unleashed yet? Well, I think there's like a certain naivety to your earliest work that that never comes back because you never think of it as a job or a career. You know, you're just drinking beer with your buddies and trying to come up with stuff. And it's really innocent and naive, and there's something really fresh about those earliest songs that you write. Um, so that doesn't really come back. But that being said, you you get better at the craft, you know, and that's sort of um, the phase that we're in now where we've been writing songs together for like 15 years. So we just feel like there's different approaches and different angles that you come at it from, which can yield some really interesting results. You know, like a lot of career bands, my favorite records are when they get into that phase, when they're really like throwing out the rule book and, and trying to express themselves in sort of new ways. Do you ever have an issue with overthinking it? I know even when we go in the studio and produce like a stupid bit to play on the air, we'll listen to it over and over and you'll start changing stuff and it's, like, how do you know when a song is done? Well, we've, of course, everybody's had those those moments. And we, I've have, we have entire records where I look back and go, okay, well, we definitely, you know, maybe overcooked to that idea. You know, it's kind of burnt now. <laughs> um, you know, I think it's, um, it's, a, it's a judgment call at the end of the day. And, and sometimes you have to have a, an objective uh, third party in the room with you. That's what producers do. That's what A&R men can do. Uh, to sort of help you say, you know, guys, you've gone far enough with this one. Like, it's great. It's it's just not going to get better. It's only going to get different. You know, so I think it, that kind of helps. And then I think lately we've been kind of getting back to the, the idea of playing everything live as a band. So at least on the bed track, you know, that's just how you played it. So we're going to keep it, you know. And I think it, it, it takes a certain amount of, like, uh, confidence in yourself as a player. But we've been playing together for so long uh, that you just don't, don't, you don't have to like nitpick your part. If it went down that way, let's go with it and let's add something else that can elevate this thing. Yeah, it would really it would be the energy would be a lot different if you're doing things that way as well. I'd assume. Well, that's that's the key. Like you know, people that's what people respond to in music. You know, it's like how does it feel? They don't think about it critically the way career musicians do or with you guys, career broadcasters. You guys are listening to it with totally different ears than your average person. So I think like getting back to that is like the ultimate goal of all of our jobs. You know, it's like, how do we get back to like hearing it? Like 
the first time we listen to music, you know? Do we have an ETA on the new album? Uh, it's probably not going to be till the spring, just given, you know, how late in the year it is now. But we've been sort of chipping away at it in different sessions and in different environments for like almost a year. So I think by the time it's all said and done and mixed and the artwork and it's delivered and da 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 da, da it probably won't be until the spring. Now, did I see you and your, your brother Colin went and did a tour of Ireland recently? Yeah, we did. We did a, a duo show, a duo tour, and we also did a duo, a duo tour in the States shortly after that. Um, it was How fun. cool is that to be able to go on the road with your brother? Like, that's why I wish I was talented. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I wish I was talented. Or so had a brother. You can pick up and you can just hit the road and make some money while you're touring around with your bro. That's awesome. Yeah, well, we had an offer um, to play with uh, this band that's enormous in Ireland. They're called Hermitage Green. Uh, they were playing for about 2,000 people in this castle. And... Um, it just worked out logistically that we thought it was the best idea to just send Colin and myself as sort of ambassadors for the band. And we, we play all the same stuff, you know, um, that the trues do just in a very different broken down kind of way. Uh, and it was great. It was our first time in Ireland and we, we saw a lot of the countryside. We drove ourselves around, you know, we didn't like hop in a bus or, uh, you know, fly between cities. We, we just drove ourselves around, which was really fun and a great way to see Ireland. And it was a beautiful time of year. The weather was great, which I hear is, rare in ireland so we were you know happy to get great weather and it was it was great where are there the most trues fans outside of canada which country would you guys be the biggest in outside of uh, your home besides the select pockets of american cities where we we do just as well as we do here um australia is sort of the place where we've seen the most uh like radio love and and media love and and that's sort of translated into some big shows. Uh, that being said, we, we didn't we haven't been there. We didn't go there on the greatest hit, so we're going to go there again on the next record, uh, and we'll we'll see if they stay, we'll see if they still care. <laughs> well, I know definitely one of those pockets, the FM ninety six listening area. We go into uh, Upper Ohio, uh, Pennsylvania, and you got a lot of fans yeah. in the area uh, around here. Uh, that's totally true, and you know what? I, I actually that that's like a big part of our success in that region. Like we. One of our first sold-out American shows was around our second record. It was in Erie. And we were like, why do all these people know all of our songs? <laughs> and it's because they all tune in to FNN. <laughs> yes. Pretty excited. True's working on a new album. We've got John Angus McDonald from the band on the phone. Uh, we mentioned it's American Thanksgiving. Would you like to say anything to the Americans that are listening to the show this morning? Yeah, of course. Happy Thanksgiving to our American friends and family and brothers and sisters and my dad is um, an American. He was born there, and he still lives there. And I know he's, uh, you know, everybody's taking in a nice weekend off. And we had ours already, and it was great. So wishing you all the best. Do you watch uh, football? Are you going to be watching any NFL today? I don't really follow. I watch about one game a year, you know, and I think you probably guess which one that is. <laughs> um, except for I should probably say that, I, I, you know, we're playing the Vanier Cup halftime on Sunday. Yes, um, with the Mustangs, right. Yeah, so I probably shouldn't shouldn't be dis. I'm not dis- <laughs> It's not. I don't follow it passionately. What goes into a Vanier Cup halftime show? How much planning goes into that compared to, let's say, a Super Bowl halftime show? Well, probably a little less than the Super Bowl. But I could tell you, we did we did the anthem at Grey Cup one one year um, out in Edmonton. It was about this time. You know, it's around this time of year, and it was like minus twenty or something. And we're out in the standing in the middle of the field in an open air stadium waiting to play the national anthem for like 3 million people on television. 
and my guitar strings were literally too painful to touch because you know they're made of steel and they just hold all that cold and uh and there's f-15s flying over and that's like our cue to start singing but of course you can't hear anything because those things are <laughs> roaring loud so somebody's talking to you on an intercom telling you to like stand by and counting you into your performance and then these f-15s fly over and it's chaos, and all of a sudden you're on the air, and you just do it, and then it's over in 50 seconds. You know, There's more to um, it than people realize, what you're saying. There's a lot of scrambling. I think what people don't see on TV is like this entire network of scrambling. There's people in control rooms, and there's multiple cameramen and wranglers and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I think it might be a little more relaxed at Vanier, uh, Tim Hortons Field. Uh, we have 15 minutes. And we're gonna we're gonna try to do like a, a little medley of of stuff, uh, so we get a lot of songs in there. Uh, and you know, we will be well rehearsed, and we you know we have to go over all that stuff multiple times. But it's not um, I wouldn't say it's as high stakes or high stress as say the Super Bowl halftime show, which is always you know every year it's more and more Cirque du Soleil, you know, <laughs> like this crazy. Yeah, you guys aren't getting lowered down for yeah. You're not getting lowered down on wires on Saturday. No. Nobody's getting a nipple out. No. <laughs> yeah, no, we're not going to bother with any of that. <laughs> John Angus McDonald from The Trues is with us. And the reason we got you this morning is because tomorrow night there's a big fundraiser at London Music Hall with The Trues. It's called Red Scarf, and it's for the regional AIDS HIV connection. It's going to be a great time. Yeah, I think so. I mean, <clears throat> we've never had a bad show in that room. It's such a great room, especially since they've done the renovations and um you know, our, the fans in London are amazing, and I just know, given the added element of, of how good a cause this is and what the benefit is, it's going to be even more, you know, special and, and magical. Yeah, it's a fundraiser for HIV, AIDS Connection in the area. Uh, red scarves, volunteers have been knitting these red scarves forever, and it's HIV, AIDS Awareness Week coming up. So uh, we're going to get our scarves on. We're going to sell some scarves. We've got some great silent and live auction items. And people have been asking, okay, what's this fundraiser? The trues are there. What are they going to be doing? You guys are doing a full-on show, right? Yeah, we're just, we're going to bring the, we're bringing everything. <laughs> we're bringing all the gear, all the lights. It's going to be no different than, you know, the last time we, we played in there. Uh, you know, besides it'll, it'll be a slightly different show, but, you know, it's going to be the full thing. Well, we look forward to uh, being on stage up there, uh, helping you guys out, raise some money, and uh, having some fun tomorrow night. Uh, John Angus McDonald, we'll see you at London Music Hall for Red Scarf tomorrow. And uh, thanks again for coming on the air with us this morning. Yeah, cheers. Thanks for having me. We'll see you guys uh, tomorrow. You want to buy some tickets and join us at the event? Details online at fm96.com. Tickets available at the London Music Hall box office.